The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at WinBet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Plus, make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. Yo, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 320. It's going out to baseball. Yes, baseball and MMA may not go hand in hand, but we are baseball fans around these parts. And baseball is kicking off. Well, it may have already kicked off by the time you're listening to this, but it is. I guess it doesn't kick off. It starts today. The opening day, capital letters, uh, MLB opening day. So this goes out to baseball. Uh, plus, the good thing about baseball is spring is here, even though we had a blizzard in uh canada on uh wednesday anyhow i'm one of your hosts i'm the canadian one jeff chalks fox thanks for coming to the show we've got some regional mma for you high level regional mma don't worry we we only cover the best stuff around here uh this isn't some sketchy overseas uh card like we've like we've uh covered in the past no this is a a real a real uh fight card um and i have a real expert on on uh on the line here with me who breaks down all of our regional MMA and is pretty damn good at it. He'll uh he'll be very quick to let you know. It's Daniel Gubby Vreeland. Hello. I, I am I, I've been a little bit uh softer in how good I am on it as of late. Uh I uh, especially you lose, due to, you, you losing your confidence? I, I'm losing a little bit of my confidence in regional. I had a couple of rough rough uh events. The Invicta really threw me off. Uh when we had Kurt on the show, he was putting picks in and he picked a massive underdog in the main event uh and it was an irish woman on saint patrick's day low-hanging fruit there and and i just i left it uh and and he picked it and and she of course is now the champion uh danny mccormick um i I think the bottom line is i just need less tina black fights because tina black uh i don't think i've ever picked a tina black fight correct no that that'll that'll happen to the best of us though. So how are you with CFFC? We haven't covered it for a while. I know we have before. Um, but... I don't I don't know. I I don't currently have my tracker open. <laughs> have we done it this year? I see. That's the thing. I probably not. But I we're doing it today. Whether he's good at it or not, we are doing it today. Um, and if you listened to yesterday's Bellator episode, make sure you you have. I, I you just haven't... I just checked our log. Yeah. We haven't done it yet this year. Okay. Although we have done Muradoff professionally. That's what that, that's what I was uh, referring to off the top. Yes, we profitable have. record on Muradoff professionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Bellator, he went wild on yesterday. As I was as I was uh, starting to say, he went wild with picking dogs. So we'll see if. We have some of the same today. We're covering two belts. You confused me here. You didn't tell me it was two events. And I'm like, I'm doing the research for <laughs> last couple nights going like, wait a minute. These fighters aren't even on this card. And then I figured it out because I'm I'm a smart boy, Dan. It's yeah, two CFF, events. They, they like to do the double header to keep John Morgan Cage and CM, style. CM Punk uh, um, working. Right. This is this this is the Phil Brooks CM Punk promotion that he does uh, color commentary for, right? 
That's correct. Yeah. Is him, he good him, at it? I don't think I've ever watched it. He's not awful. Like, he knows enough technical. Like, as far as, like, regional level MMA yeah. hosts go, like, he's he's fine. That's good. That's good to hear. Yes. So that's that's what this event is. And they're holding both of them from the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know what the 2300 Arena used to be referred to, Dan? I've asked you this before. Uh, is the Hammerstein Ballroom? Nope. nope that's, that's, New York. that's in New York. Yeah. Um, something like that, though. The ECW Arena, Dan. This is where oh, ECW okay. used to so, run. So I was, crazy I was... I was close with Hammerstein yep. Ballroom. It did, they did, did Hammerstein, too. Yep. Yeah, 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 they used to yeah, do that all the time. Yeah, right so this there. used to be a bingo hall. I, I think they've um, they, upgraded they've it a bit, a bit. Yeah, upgraded a bit, made it a bit nicer since the ECW days. But um, all right, before we get into all of this, because we got picks for you. We got lots of titles on the line as well. Um, lots of gold on the line. Um, I'm going to tell you about WinBet, of course, because we are sponsored by WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. From WinBet Win Hour, Marquee Games of the Week will have better odds on the WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity, which is what we all want. And March Madness is here. Sign up. Oh, sorry, so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, for our gens only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. It's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. SGP Masters, ladies and gentlemen, looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world. You can win a three-night stay at Circuit Las Vegas to hang with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP15. And last but not least, the SGP Final Four Watch Party. The Final Four Watch Party is going to virtual. Hang out with the guys on their YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. Live bats, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sportsgamblingpodcast and tune in on saturday all right cffc time have you been to any of those events live dan no nah, i've never been to cffc it's just like a little too far down the coast for me to get to philly uh, yeah it's a, that's like a it's like a six or seven yeah, hour deal that's that's a little much for for regional MMA. and i love me some regional mma yes uh but that's a little far for me is it um it, it's no twin rivers casino right was it, it Twin I, Rivers that we have fun with? Twin, Twin, Twin River is particularly bad. Although, <laughs> I, I haven't been to Twin River since it got bought out. So, Twin River is now owned by Bally. Although, oh, I, so maybe it's fancy. Didn't Bally just, didn't they just go bankrupt, though? Isn't that the one who owns all the baseball rights? Bally's, oh, yeah. You're right. Yes. Yeah. So, they might, yep. so, it might be getting worse again. But, like, for <laughs> me, I think they invested some money in it. So, you know, I'll knock Twin River. Uh, but I'll, I'll say maybe it's gotten better. And this event is headlined by someone who's uh, Dan had trouble saying the name of on his other oh, podcast, yeah. it's, it's, podcast. So how am I, I going to do it? I, I can't wait. <laughs> Kem Chibekov. Kem Chibekov. Kem, Kem Chibekov. Kem but did, you, didn't say the, you didn't say his first name. Uh, I haven't gotten that part yet. I'm telling you. What the, <laughs> the event called Kem Chibekov versus Gunnison, CFFC 117. As I said, 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is where it's going down. And it's happening Friday. 7 p.m. Eastern. So we got this and Bellator going down Friday. So make sure you get in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord so you can chat about it and make the bets. All right. This is 11 fights, but we're just going to do the top two, which are for championship gold 
first, we're going to start with the Cage Fury FC Heavyweight Championship. Greg Velasco versus Ronald Coleman. Is this the Ronnie Coleman, uh, Mr. Olympia Ronnie Coleman? I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. Who can can barely walk now? Oh, this will go well then, for sure. Um, All right. Ronald Coleman, 3-0 with three knockouts. This is his CFFC debut. He's stepping right into a championship fight. He's at plus 230. That's all I got on him. Maybe Dan has more. Um, Velasco, the Viking King, is 5-0 with one knockout, three submission. All of his fights have been in CFFC, and he is the current champion of the world. He's got an inch. Uh, sorry, he's a year younger, two inches taller than Coleman, minus 290. I didn't. Uh, let's check the weights out here. Is there a weight? Uh, let's see. Velasco was 262 last fight. I forgot to check the weights. For heavyweights, Coleman was 260.8. So, yeah, yeah weight should they're, be they're big. virtually identical. They're big boys, although they are shaped a little different. Velasco is um he's a little bit more built at 6'2". You know, he's got a little bit of a belly sometimes, but he's a big, strong-looking dude, whereas uh, Coleman's got a – Coleman is a hashtag chunky guy here. And, and I'll say this, like, if you, uh, if you look at this fight – uh, I think the biggest problem with Coleman is just that, like, he's one of those guys um, who, who, while he does do some defensive things right, like he keeps his hands high, he uses a jab to, like, kind of establish himself. His chin is very high up in the air. And when he gets in the pocket and is throwing with heavyweights, he just kind of, like, leans out of the way and kind of hopes that doesn't uh, doesn't wind up bad for him. And he's just not very been very deep into any of the fights in his career. Like if you go back and you look at his record a minute, three 46 seconds and 37 seconds. And those are all of his pro fights. Um, and even if you want to go to this last couple of amateur site fights, 15 seconds, minute 40. So like, it's been years since this dude has fought more than two minutes uh, in a fight. And Velasco is just kind of one of those guys who can drag you into some of the deeper waters. He's got really good submission skills and some pretty damn good wrestling. And even even separate from the wrestling, I actually think his striking probably plays a little higher than Coleman. He's kind of slow. I don't think he's like fast enough to tag Coleman all the time. But the way Coleman avoids punches, I think he's technical enough to get in on him. So I do like the takedown game. I think he probably gets a submission later. This is a guy who's like gotten a heel hook before or like has, you know, a rear naked choke on his record. So Velasco should probably have a pretty easy time here um it's also weird to me did did you notice that cffc fights all all title fights are four rounds oh right we i think yeah we have covered cffc before it's so yeah it's so weird (laughs) yeah isn't that gonna lead to draws and stuff you would think so um or or just like encourage people to go for it maybe it's like a the you have to beat the champ thing yeah. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one. Velasco's going to sub him, though, so don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. We're not going to worry about it. We're going to go to the main event of Friday. Cage Fury FC Interim Lightweight Championship. Why is it interim, Dan? I always have to ask. Um, This one I, I looked up in... Uh, now I forgot that I looked it up. Um, it, One of the champions of this one, and I'll put the intern on it, Um, seemingly just kind of like disappeared, and I thought he might have signed somewhere, but now... uh, I Oh, it was Donovan Beard. Um, Donovan Beard went to contender series to fight Bo Nickel. Uh, he lost and then it, he didn't vacate it or sign with anybody else. So I, he's just kind of like waiting in the wings now. So I don't know why this is quote unquote vacant. Okay. Well, we're going to do five, oh, sorry, four, five, oh. uh, 155 pounds. Um, we got 
Zalkarnane, Zalkarnane, Zalkarnane can be checked. Zalkarnane, Chibekov, Cam Chibekov versus Cam Chibekov, Cam Chibekov versus Cedric Gunnison. Gunnison was on Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast this week, so make sure you listen to that. He's the Gun Man. He's five and one, three knockouts, one submission, never been finishing a fight. One and one is CFFC. He's got he's won three straight fights. The last two via knockout or TKO. Was regional champion. Used to fight at welterweight. Two years younger than Cam Chibakov. I can't I already forgot what you told me it was, but he's two Kim, years younger than him. Kim Chibakov. Kim Chibakov. Uh, Gunnison plus one eighty. Kim Chibakov. Big Zol is his nickname. Six and two, three knockouts. He's been submitted one time. Five and two in CFFC. He won his last fight. Used to fight at welterweight as well. Is a pro grappler and he's at minus two twenty. Um, so I'm going to go with Cam Chibikov. Uh I, I do really like Gunnison. I think he um, has a lot of skills that will play up. But the, the problem I have with Gunnison a little bit is he's like, he, he wants to be in a war. Um, he even said so on my podcast. So it's yeah. not like he's not like self-aware of that. Like he likes to be in a war. He blitzes forward. He gets after it. And Cam Chibikov is just a guy who's too smart for that. He, he, uh, is, he's kind of hard to get it on the inside of because he counters really well. He like steps away, hits you with a really hard left counter. The left counter is really devastating. He also is one of those fighters who um he's kind of got like the Diaz brother shoulder roll to avoid strikes, which makes him really hard to blitz on um because he can really tag you back. And while he doesn't use his wrestling very often, it's there. Um, it, w- when he wants to use it, it's there. So even if Gunnison like starts to get it going a little bit and you're like, oh, he, you know, he's getting it going with the hands. I, I think him Jabakov is, is just going to like lean on his wrestling. He's a, uh, Daniel Gracie guy, which is always worth mentioning. He's a Daniel Gracie guy. Yeah. Um, and, and for that reason, along with like, you know, the fact that his wrestling sort of plays up and I think he's going to counter, I- I'm going to take Ch- camp Jabakov here. All right. Here we go. That is night one of CFFC 117. We're going to break down night two uh, right about now after I call it up on my screen here. Of course, CFFC one, that was 117. We're going to do 118 next, which is Forrest versus Radke. Easier names to say. This is also going down at the usual spot, 2300 Arena, Philadelphia. Eight bouts Saturday, April Fool's Day, April 1st, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on UFC Fight Pass. Prelims are on YouTube. Uh, I think I didn't say that about the yesterday's the, the uh, card we just did, but that is the same for that. UFC Fight Pass and prelims on YouTube. All right, we're going to start with a non-title fight here, and it is on the main card, and it is lightweights. Dylan Mantello versus Charlie Alexander. Let me tell you about Alexander first. C4 is the nickname. It's nine and three, one knockout, four submissions. He's been submitted twice. This is his CFFC debut. He's won four straight fights, the last two via finish. He's not lost a fight since October of 2019. He's at plus 210. Mantello is known as the quiet man. You always got to look up for the quiet ones. He's six and two with four knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight. This is his CFFC debut as well. He's won two straight fights, both via knockout or TKO. He was a regional champion. Two years younger, five inches taller than Alexander, minus 270. Uh, I'm going to go favorite again. I'm taking Mantello. Um, you know, I, my last episode, I, I think I teased you guys a little bit too much with with dogs. Um, I like Quiet Man Mantello here because he's sharp with his striking. Like, that, that's the easiest way to describe him. He's got a really nice high kick 
that he throws very, very much not telegraphed. Um, he counters well with his right. As far as when he's on like the offensive, he, he's like a little too plodding for my liking, but like w- he switches stances. And when he's Southpaw, his jab with the right hand is really strong. It's not, not as great with the left, but it's really good with the right. Um, so between the high kicks and the counters and the, the jab and one of his two stances, he's like a perfectly adequate fighter. And I, I might say like, uh, you know, he's six and two and people are loving him at negative 270. But, you know, in, in some instances, I'd say fade that guy all day. But the guy he's fighting here in Charlie Alexander is just like not the type of guy who can who who can make him pay for being the plotting type he is. He's so much slower. Like I cannot emphasize to you guys, like if you're watching this fight, you're gonna be you're gonna watch six seconds of it and you're just gonna be like, my goodness, is this dude slower? Um, and in addition to that, his hands are down. His wrestling defense is not good. I, I don't think Mantello will go to the wrestling, but it's if it's there if he wants it because the takedown defense for Charlie Alexander is not there. If you're looking for good things about Alexander, he's definitely got good power. He definitely kicks mostly well. But I, I think all the other things just put him at such a large disadvantage that I can't overlook it. And even the things I don't like about Mantello, uh, I don't know. I, I'm still picking him in this one. All right. That is the pick. And Underdog Fantasy is also the pick for us because Underdog, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness College Pick'em. It is a great way, it is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props in great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. So, underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, what are we moving on to now? It's title fight time cage fury fc vacant bantamweight championship dan why is it vacant um i have this one queued up too and then i closed the window so uh i'll put the intern on it and i'll let you know in six seconds all right four or five minute rounds vilson negrigioni Nedrigioni. I'm just going to interject here really quickly (laughs) and tell you that it's because demon blackshear signed with the ufc oh okay i know that guy am i saying the name right Nedragoni. Black Shear? No. <laughs> Nedragoni. Nedragoni, yeah. Yes, versus Ashik Ajim. Uh, Bantamweights. Four or five minute rounds. That's what I said. We're going to tell you about Ajim first. TBD is his nickname. A great nickname. Yeah, he's in every fight in the UFC for a little bit. Yep. Uh, six and two. Four knockouts. One submission. He's been knocked out twice. This is his CFFC debut. Three and one. Over his last four, he got knocked out or TKO'd in his last fight. He was the CES champion. He's two years younger than Nedrigoni. Nedrigoni, sure. Uh, inch taller, minus 110. Nedrigoni is the strong eagle. He's 6-3 and three with one submission. He's been submitted twice himself. 3-1 in CFFC. He's got a loss, win, loss, win over his last four. Was regional champion. He used to fight at featherweight and lightweight, minus 120. I'm going to go Nedrigoni. Uh, I think, so here's the thing. When I watched his fights, because I'm actually not that familiar with him uh, before this fight. And I, I went back and watched some of his fights. He does a really good job of piecing combinations together. So he'll like put, you know, two, three punches combinations together. He He tries to really string things together so that he can back his opponents up against the cage. When he does get him against the cage, he's got a nice double leg. Uh, and that seems to work really well. 
in in the fights that he lost, you know, you mentioned he, he he's kind of lost some fights recently. It, it definitely is because he tired out, and it, it feels like he doesn't have the best gas tank. And you're like, is that really somebody who I want in a title fight? Luckily, it's only four rounds, but is that really somebody I want in a title fight? Um, and I think, no, it's not somebody you want in a title fight. But I will also tell you that if you're going back and you're looking at people uh, who have had trouble with their own cardio, look no further than Ashik Edgem, who were, everybody was talking about being like the next great prospect. And who did he get knocked out by? Do, do you know who one of his two losses is to? No. Our good, our good friend, Chris Mutino. Um, that's right. Chris Mutino beat Ashik Edgem. Uh, and he did so literally by just taking straight right hands right to the face for a full round. And at the end of that round, he was in better shape than Ashik Edgem. So, you know, like Ed- Edgem does have finishing abilities, particularly early in fights. But like also he's shown that his chin is clippable and he tires too. So I, I don't like, you know, anybody with a good cardio gas tank, I would say maybe take them instead of Nedragoni. So, but Edgem is just not that guy. So I'm going to go with the favorite again here. Um, Give me Nedragoni, but this is probably one I'm just avoiding altogether. All right. See what color was, um, was his hair though? When he, when he beat Edgem, cause that, that could be the reason why. I think it was pink. I did watch. I I do remember watching it. I think it was pink. That explains it. All right. Main event time, Cage Fury FC welterweight championship, Raheem Forrest versus Charlie Radke. Four five-minute rounds. Go with the challenger first, Radke. Chuck Buffalo is the nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. He's six and three. Three knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. Three and oh in CFFC. He's won three straight and four of five. He won via knockout or TKO his last fight. He went 0-1 in Bellator. Used to fight at lightweight 2012 Pro and May debut. And he's even money, plus 100. Rambo is the champion. He's 6-0, three knockouts, one submission. 3-0 in CFFC, and he is the champion of the world. Seven years younger than Radke, minus 130. Uh, I'm going to take my first dog in the night. I'm going to take Radke. Um, right. And, you know, like, if you're looking for, you know, I'm not just trying to grab one dog, although I do usually, I can't get through an episode without taking a dog here. Nope. But um, if you look at how this fight works, like, Forrest has like very wide hooks and switches stances all the freaking time, maybe too much. And I think he only does those two things so that he can get into range because like, he doesn't seem to know how to get into range apart from just throwing wildly and then like just bouncing side to side aimlessly. And I think he wants to do that so that he can, first of all, hopefully land one of those hooks. But if he can't land one of those hooks, so that he could wrestle a little bit. But I watched this fight recently, uh, uh, fighting this guy named Trevor Olison, who's, you know, not even somebody to really write home all that much about. Um, you know, it was like a five and five kind of guy who you see show up in CFSC. And in that fight, like, he just could not take Trevor Olison down until, like, Olison weirdly, like, tried to do, like, a back-to-belly suplex or something and just fell down. And then Forrest on top looked kind of good. Um and so, like, he, he has some top control, but, like, it was only when the other dude looked like he almost gave up. And Radke is the complete opposite. He's super controlled. He's super composed when he fights, Um, you know, hands up, chin down, 
uh, polished defensive striking, moves his head off the center line. If you do get in a clinch with him, he digs his underhooks. He looks good in the clinch. He throws like the occasional knee to the body, but not too much. I just don't think he is going to brawl with Forrest. And I don't think Forrest beats anybody that he can't brawl with. So I know Forrest has got the like uh, right home about knockouts that everybody is. And, and it's probably the reason why he's favorited too, right? Like if you look at his early fights, all knockouts in like a minute, minute and a half kind of stuff. And I think that's probably why he winds up being the favorite here. But I'll take the dude who just like does more things right in Racky um, to get the job done here. Alrighty, let's recap what we got for. Uh, we'll start with Friday night. He's got Kem Chebekov in the main event as a favorite, and Velasco as a favorite as well. And then on Saturday night, he's got Radke as a even money dog. Nedrigoni, Nedrigoni as a slight favorite, and Mentello as a big favorite. Sound right? Except uh, for pronunciations, it sounds right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, this was a good one, though, for that. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It was a fun one. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to me butcher names and butcher the ads a little bit, as per usual. Um, get in the Discord. I don't butcher anything there because I'm pretty good at typing. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. You can join in the fun there or, or Twitter. We're SGPN MMA or Jeff Fox Writer or Gumby Vreeland. Actually, all three. Take out the ORs, put ANS. Um we told you about the Top Turtle MMA podcast. Gumby interviews who? Gunnison. Cedric Gunnison is the person from this event, right? Yeah, I talked to Cedric Gunnison, and then I talked to two guys who are going to be in the upcoming PFL season. I talked to Ty Flores, who's fighting this week in the light heavyweight division, and then a guy uh, who's a, a quite a hoot, um, a big heavyweight named Patrick Brady, who is filling in as the 10th man in the heavyweight division for the PFL uh, starting next weekend, next Saturday. He'll be, that's when they do heavyweights. Um, so he got in on the very interesting heavyweight season, real fun guy to talk to. So, uh, make sure you, you listen into that. Definitely read all our stuff for all sports at sports And uh, you can read my MMA writing at moneymma.substack.com. The end Gumby say goodbye to the folks. All right. I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Chuck Buffalo, Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Sunday. Correct.